sorry that there are some lack of episodes. <laughs> Thanks for returning to Tabusi Kit. My name is Rin. Uh, today I'll be talking about some taboo topics that aren't really discussed in Malaysia. And this taboo topic for today is a life lesson and it's about stigma. So I wanted to talk to you today about stigma and the act of you Uh, stigmatizing another person. I'm 100% sure that we're all guilty of passing judgment onto people that we, you know, uh, people who don't, we don't quite understand or have a misconception of or just based on how they look. I mean, I'm very sure most of us are guilty of doing this. I have to admit that I grew up being a very superficial person. Um... I'm not sure why, I guess it's just, you know, society or upbringing or just the fact that I was really bitchy growing up, I don't know. (laughs) But I used to pass judgment a lot, all the time, based on how a person looked. And I I think this has changed, I mean, I'm pretty sure this has changed, I'm no longer a teenager. Um, And... I just wanted to tell you about these two very distinctive experiences that I've had uh, throughout the course of my early adulthood and adulthood that really impacted me and uh, it stuck with me quite deeply and altered how I view people around me. And I wanted to tell you about this and, and, you know, I think that it's a meaningful experience to share and I just kind of feel like talking about this today. I'm not really sure what instigated it but this is a topic that I feel like I should talk about. Um, Okay so I'll tell you about the two experiences. So the first one was when I worked with prisoners while studying in the UK. So we were doing this intensive research project and had to come up with some sort of service that would positively impact the quality of lives of existing prisoners. At the time, I was young and very inexperienced and naive, obviously. So thought of the thought of going to a prison and meeting prisoners was quite frightening. And I mean, I was not exposed to, to, this, to this, you know, and the idea of prisoners that I had was very conventional, like influenced by the media, by television, you know, and movies and things like that. So clearly there was a misconception that I had when when we were given this assignment. Um, so when we visited the prison, we were, you know, given a tour of the facilities and we walked around and met with the warden and things like that. And it was like, it was surprisingly amazing. Like the prison had really clean gyms and classrooms and their bedrooms were, I mean, it was a cell, but it was really clean. Like they kept it, they maintained it really well. And they even had like a really big library and everything. It was, it was pretty dope, like a pretty decent place to, to, to be in, I guess. And we obviously also met and talked to prisoners who, you know, at first I was instinctively very wary of and a little bit intimidated by but the more I spoke to them and the more I got to know them I realized that I was at that moment stigmatizing them 
over a situation that I didn't understand. So what what we learned was that a lot of the people in the prison, in this specific prison, so it's it's within one of the cities in the UK, so it's like it's based on the demographic around that city. And, uh, you know, the people who were in the prison, they came from communities that are very underprivileged and underdeveloped. And when they were at a young age, they usually, like, do small-time crime, you know, like dealing with drugs or doing drugs or even theft, you know, vandalism, stuff like that. And they'd get caught and be locked up. Uh, While in the prison, they would be rehabilitated, you know, they would have education and access to things that they never had. And then they would be released, you know, after doing their time in prison. But the facilities and environment and structure of the prison, you know, was no longer there for them. Like, for many of them, the prison was an environment that was so much better than from where they came from which was their, you know, run-down, underprivileged, sometimes rural uh, villages or cities. So, like, the cycle continued. Like, they would do crime, and then they would get caught, and then they would be put into prison for a couple of years, and then they would be released again. They would be rehabilitated, you know, with uh, hard skills, soft skills, uh, knowledge from books and all these things. But when they leave the, the prison... The cycle will repeat, like they don't have access to facilities, they don't have help, they don't have structure in their life. So they they fall back into the criminality and the actions that would put them back into into the prison again in the first place, you know. It it went on and on and on and you I, I spoke to people who experienced this, who were who was actually doing this, you know, like to stay in prison. And it's it's quite mental if you think about it. Um I didn't even think that this sort of thing happened. It was not something that would that would ever go across my mind at the time. And it felt horrible that I even passed judgment in the first place because I didn't even understand the situation. And, you know, a lot of the people that we met, they were super friendly and they were intelligent and they were really kind too. And they were just like, you know, unfortunate and in a desperate situation. So, like, it's really not any better after leaving prison because for them, after you leave prison, you're labelled as an ex-con. You're immediately stigmatised by your whole society because they see you as a dangerous person who committed a crime, albeit it being small, like stealing to... You, you steal to live or something. And it would be really difficult for them to be employed. And, you know, it's just... It was a vic- vicious cycle and it was quite eye-opening when when I learned about all of these things. Um, the second story, the second experience that I had was when I was working for a research innovation organization. Uh, I had the opportunity to produce some graphics for a project was, which was involving the homelessness of the city. They were trying to convey the journeys and stories of people uh, you know, people who experienced homelessness and how they actually escaped it or how they they no longer became, uh, no longer were homeless. A lot of the times people think that, you know, the homeless are just being lazy or taking up space or 
they're scary or they're angry or they're just mentally really unstable and crazy in general. But you you have to, like I this is what I under I ended up learning and understanding and I want the rest of the world to understand as well is that nobody chooses to be homeless. Nobody would openly choose to not want shelter above their head. It's a basic necessity. They just didn't have a choice. So like, okay, when I was interviewing one of the guys, for example, uh, he was homeless for like a few decades. And he told us that he had a a pretty decent job, a decent living, like average living. But it all went to shit when he was fired and he couldn't pay off his debt. So, you know, everything was taken away from him, his house, his belongings, you know, whatever. And his family wouldn't support him and they instead just, you know, ignored him or disowned him or something. And he became homeless. And, you know, when you're on the streets, you don't have support. You don't have people who are, you don't have, you don't have support. That's the difficult thing you will get involved in messed up things. And, you know, he got influenced and involved with taking drugs. And it was a mess. But it's not like he didn't try to get his life back. Like He constantly tried, but it's not easy when you're in such a desperate situation, such a, such a situation where you literally have lost every single thing in your life. And it took him years to find the right help and the right people to actually support him and put effort and energy into rehabilitating him. And oftentimes, like in Malaysia, when you see a homeless person in KL, for example, like people will immediately think that, you know, this person is completely mentally unstable. And, but, you know, would you honestly be mentally stable if you were also homeless for decades and if you were being ignored by the people around you and you know these people don't want to help you and they're aggressive towards you or they're rude towards you and they're just very openly stigmatizing you it's very like what's the word like it's dehumanizing and you know we're guilty of taking away these people's identity and then putting them in a box that that we are not fond of or we just want to ignore we don't want to see them we just want to put them away and put them out of sight basically and you know honestly you don't you you don't know anyone's life beyond what you see with your own eyes and if it wasn't for me working with this organization this research and innovation organization i wouldn't have had the opportunity to meet this uh, this man this man who experienced homelessness and all the other amazing people that I got to talk to and like and write notes about and and just like have a conversation with because it really like this experience as well opened my eyes and it like it further opened my heart to like being even more compassionate than than I was and you know these these two experiences were it it stuck it stuck with me for a very like until now because I feel lucky that I have, I have, I had that experience. I have this experience in my life, you know, to learn and to have met these people. And I grew the ability to empathize and to further under, understand those who are being, 
you know, openly mocked, openly stigmatized because of the things that sometimes they cannot control. And I would like to believe that it's shaped me into the relatively diplomatic person that I am today. Uh, and honestly, I really don't form any opinions until I fully try to understand the topic or discussion or a person's character behavior, whatever it is, you know, it's, it's about fully understanding a situation and, 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 and grasping what it is that's going on and what's going on with them or with, with whatever is happening. This kind of like helps me also in my career in the design field, because then I have the ability to come up with potential methodologies and solutions to combat issues because I can put myself in a situation where I'm in the other person's shoes. But, you know, I'm still learning and I'm nowhere near as wise and as intellectual as I want to be. And I constantly want to expand my heart and my and, and, and be as empathetic as I can towards people who are who experience unfortunate things you know like I just wanted to say like like you know these two experiences are just they were very important for my growth and my development they were important for me to to be compassionate a compassionate person and to like calm down and basically to look at look at how I live my life and how much I take things for granted and then realize that there are people who have far less than me, who who have gone through so much more than me, who have fought through so much more and still manage to go about their day with a smile on their face and and who want to constantly help others deal with with the problems that they they face with their lives. Like the guy that we that I met when I was doing the homelessness project, he became a mentor in a program to help teenagers who are uh, suffering and experiencing homelessness as well, because he knew he knows what it feels like to not have anything, or or to have everything taken away from him and to to have to be forced to live on the streets. And he didn't want these things to happen to young people, so he became a mentor and that that's like so inspiring to me that's ridiculously brave also for him and so i don't know it's lovely it's such a lovely thing to know and to 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 have i met him was like for me it was a privilege it was an honor you know um the moral of the story is <laughs> it's going to be cliche but Honestly, don't judge a book by its cover. And always, always, always treat others the way you want to be treated. Because, yeah. Well, those two are are quotes that I live by. As simple and as cliche as they are, they're really good quotes and they're really important. I will end this episode today uh, by sharing with you two things. The first one is going to be um, a website link to an article called by by says dot says dot com dot my 
Malaysian stories. I want to break the stigma of mental illness. It's um, a short article and a video of this woman called Dr. Chua Sukning, who's a psychologist, and she's and she's trying to uh, break the stigma of mental illness in Malaysia. And I think that's great. I think that is that is so much that's very much needed because people don't understand anything about mental illness in mental illness or even mental health in general in Malaysia. So what she's doing is great. And I want to also share this uh, website and it's an organization called souls247.org and they're basically an award-winning humanitarian organization and what they do is they um, they are committed to serve, educate and empower uh, the poor and underserved communities. So uh, they also reside in Malaysia. Uh, you know, what they do is quite quite cool. You can check out their website. They've got a lot of programs and um, strategies and things like that as to how to combat poverty and, and things like that in Malaysia. And that's great. Uh, I'll link these two things in the description so that you can show support and further expand your knowledge about stigma and all of these other things. Um, I hope that everyone is having a great week. I wish that everyone will open their hearts. I've said that a few times on this podcast, (laughs) but I do think it's important. I think it's important to be an understanding, empathetic person. And I hope that these two somewhat, somewhat... uh, you know, kind of, what's the, I, I'm a little bit like chaotic today. My mind's all over the place, but I hope that this, these stories kind of entertained you and, and made you ref, self-reflect or, you know, maybe made, made you remember something that you experienced that also opened your eyes and inspired you. Uh, anyway, do good things, be a nice person. <laughs> Uh, follow also follow me on Twitter at Tabusikit. Uh, thanks for listening, and I will speak to you soon. Bye.